You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and I am coming to you live today from rainy Nova Scotia. I've got set up in my new she shed, which I have to say, you don't really know how much being quiet around a baby can impact your progress sometimes. And, uh, you know, recording a podcast with a baby in the house has been an interesting challenge to, uh, to work around. And I just appreciate so much more a quiet space to get things done. And I feel like my productivity has gone up so much, like 10 times, just getting out of the house and uh, being able to be in a quiet space with no distractions. And I think that that is super timely with today's episode. We're going to be talking about sneaky mindsets and the things that are secretly death to our business. Now, this topic for me is one of so much importance, and it really does start with a story. I think that, you know, if if you know anything about Bill, <laughs> Bill and my journey, you know that we've been on in the online marketing world for the past about 16 years now. And we've had various endeavors, everything from scarf rings, we've done backpacks. I used to have like all the businesses <laughs> that I've had in the past. It's quite the stack. Um, everything from a business called Naked Canvas, where we used to make oil paintings, like not ourselves. We were um, getting them done in Vietnam and we also did uh, scarf rings for a while. I used to make scarf tutorials. I was horrible at it. Uh, we sold backpacks, um, bubble bags. We've really done every type of business. And the thing that's really interesting about all of this is obviously we spent a ton of time crafting these businesses and trying to figure out what worked. And really, the our most current business that we're involved with the fitness leader institute the only i i should say the only difference there are a couple of key differences with this business versus other businesses and what i can attribute this one working meaning it's not just an expensive hobby versus other ones in the past that didn't work the biggest thing that it comes down to was the conviction and belief in what we were doing and the passion behind the process. And so we're going to dive deeper into this because it all, I think the rise and fall of success 
all has to do with our beliefs around what we're doing and how convinced we are that what we're providing actually adds value. And that really determines if it's going to work or not. So first, I want to start with explaining what a belief is versus what is a truth, because this can get us all up in our head. And a lot of the times what we think is really just an opinion. It's not necessarily something that is black or white. So if I say, I'm I'm just going to give you guys an example here of the difference between a truth and a belief. So if I say, for example, I got 80% on a test. If that is the end score, that is black or white. There's no other way to interpret those, (laughs) those results, right? Like that number, that piece of data is a truth. Did I do well on the test or did I not do well on the test? That is a belief. Like for some people that could be not good enough for other people that could be great. So you can see there that there's some gray to that, that opinion of that number. Now, if we look at something like, I don't have time, again, that is opinion, right? Because for somebody that had a spare 20 minutes, that may be tons of time if it's uninterrupted. And for other people, they may look at that and that might not be to them. They feel like they don't have any time. So when we look at a workout, perhaps that provides 20 minutes of you know, let's say uninterrupted time and you could get a good workout in to some people that is a great amount of time. And to others, they would feel their opinion, maybe that that's not enough time. So the point I want to make here is that everything that comes into our mind is we have an, we have a choice to believe it or not. So a lot of what we think about often are actually beliefs And our unconscious brain creates them as truths. So what I mean by that, I'm going to go a bit deep here for a sec, because it is really, really important that we understand this. I want you to think about your mind as a computer system. So there are certain things that are going to be on autopilot in the back of your mind that are just consistently running. And oftentimes what happens is we come up against sometimes this resistance. And that is telling us that there's something being upheld in our minds that is being challenged at that moment. So if you think about your mind as this computer system that is running, there are certain things that have been programmed in that we have not been conscious about. So usually how this happens is a lot of it comes from our parents. It's it's downloaded from childhood. And one of the examples we could use is, let's say as a kid, you heard the term money doesn't grow on trees. We download that as kids. And then we start to compare that to our external world as we grow up. And that's what we tell ourselves. That is ultimately going to have an impact on how we feel about making money versus maybe someone that grew up in an environment where 
their parents, they, they saw them easily making money. Money was never, uh, you know, an issue. It was, you know, more so the mindset of, oh, it's, it's easy to start a business and it's easy to bring in money. You just find problems people have and you solve them. And that's going to create two very, very different feelings about money. So as we talk about mindset and as we talk about these sneaky things, I think the really important thing here to understand is that everything that you are feeling, whether you think something is easy or is hard, it ultimately started somewhere else. You didn't create that belief. It started elsewhere from someone else. And in order to really thrive in business, it's important as an entrepreneur that you start to pay attention to what you're telling yourself. Because Whatever our story is, I've heard Shannon Irvine, Dr. Shannon Irvine, who's one of my favorite, favorite people uh, to follow. Um, She has an incredible podcast. We can link that in the show notes. She talks a ton about the brain and basically how to neurohack what you've been programmed with. I absolutely love her. And she really talks about these ideas of your money mindset and what things have you downloaded and how to reprogram your brain. Whether you think making money is hard or it's easy, it will be that way. And whether you feel that building a business is hard or easy, it will be that way. If you feel that finding your people is easy or hard, it will be that way. So as you can see, a lot of the the struggles and challenges that we start to face, whether it's in our health or our business or our mindset, like all of this starts a lot of the times really way before the place that a lot of people end up starting. We try to drudge through it a lot of the times, right? We try to muscle through. We're like, oh, if I was only more motivated, if I only worked on this harder. And I think what is oftentimes really missing is that it's that mindset piece that has to be in line first. And yet it's almost where there's the least amount of information is how do you get your mind right? How do you get over these limiting beliefs that come up to really shift so that you can achieve and build the business of your dreams? So before we get into the tactical, how do we actually change our mindset? Let's talk about some of the common mindset issues or sneaky mindsets that can come up when you are building a business. And these are all ones that I can definitely attest to feeling and having. So the first one might be, uh, I'm not motivated enough. That's an interesting one. That is really hinging on the belief that motivation just shows up and that it's not within you already. And I think for a lot of reasons with that one, when you find the right thing, I do believe that the motivation really does show up when you are living in your purpose and when you are serving the people that you should be serving. So we can talk more about that one, but that one definitely comes up a lot. I hear it a lot from entrepreneurs that I work with. I'm just not motivated enough. I don't have what it takes. So this one, I think, stems from a place of lack around maybe I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough education. I'm not the best coach out there. It really comes almost from a place of focusing on others versus focusing on you and what you're good at and already believing that you have what people need already. And again, 
you know, it comes from a place of, I think we're focused on the external instead of the internal and being in our zone of genius and being in what I would call your sweet spot. This is something that we talk about in one of the courses that we have at the Fitness Leader Institute called Branding Bootcamp. And it's all about getting super, super clear on what you are best in the world at instead of focusing on what you don't have. The next sneaky mindset is I don't have time. And I think when we get in this place of feeling like, oh, like I don't have enough time, I can't get my work done in the amount of time that I have, it doesn't put you in a place of empowerment, right? It it really focuses on us asking the wrong questions. I think it's way more empowering when we were able to change around that question to where do I have these pockets of time that I could work or what could I do to get a little more time? Oftentimes there you know, the more time that we allow for something, the longer it does take us. But, you know, like if you think about the idea of like, oh, if you had, I was thinking about this this morning. I don't know why I came to this example because it's very rare. I think most of us are putting on makeup in a day. But if I know in the past, like I had two minutes to like throw on a bit of mascara and, you know, throw on some foundation or whatever it was, like I can get it done in two minutes or it can take me 10, you know? So I think, with time, it expands to what we feel that we have. So that's definitely an interesting one. And I think one of the other sneaky mindsets that comes up is I don't have the resources or the money that it's going to take to get this business off the ground. And I can tell you for sure that where I've made the most progress in my business hasn't been because I've thrown around a bunch of money aimlessly. It really has been honing in on my life story, my sweet spot, my values, what I can really offer and being super confident in the offer that I have out there and how I can actually help people. So if you have felt any of those mindsets before, one, just know that you like 99% of us feel like, you know, those things come up from time to time. I think the most important thing about mindsets is to more so be aware of what you are telling yourself and realizing that what you may be telling yourself is not a truth. It's a belief that is showing up. And I think that, you know, there's an important reason that belief is showing up. And as Oprah always talks about, you know, when something comes back around, it's asking you and begging you to pay attention. There's a reason that it is showing up. I think there's also one other one that I've left out here, and that can be sometimes when you hit a certain place in your business, and it's like all of a sudden you hit this white water where you can't get to the next level. Like something is telling you that, you know, it's all going to go away or that you've reached your potential and you're never going to be able to do it again. And this is an interesting one. This is one that I've dealt with really most recently in our business. Like we had seven figures last year and it was like all of a sudden after I set that goal, this could also be the same with maybe a weight loss goal too, right? You get to that goal and then it's like, you're in shock a bit of like, holy smokes, we, I did it. Like, and then it's like this time it takes to sort of regroup yourself. And it's almost like that voice can kick in. That's like, well, you're not going to be able to do it again, or this isn't going to last. 
And that is an interesting one to pay attention to. So now that we've sort of got all these beliefs out on the table, I want to talk about some strategies here about how to make sure that these beliefs don't become your reality. So we've talked about the idea of being aware of them. It's important to know they're just beliefs. They're not truths. But what's more important is to be able to pay attention and listen to the language. So like I said earlier, with that idea of money doesn't grow on trees, it's getting the exact language that you are telling yourself. And this doesn't always come super easily. Sometimes you really have to meditate on it and think about what would I have to believe in order for this belief to be true? So when I thought about this for my example that I just gave you guys about, you know, hitting this huge milestone in our business and doing it like very quickly, we were, we 10 X our business in one year. And, you know, after we hit that milestone, it was almost like, you know, as they describe, I guess, in hockey, like gripping the stick too tight and wondering, is this all just going to go away? And for me, when I really meditated on it and thought about it, it had a lot to do, I think, with my upbringing and my parents. And we we were very fortunate as, as kids. Like We all went to private school. My parents made sure that we had the most and best opportunities ever. And my parents ended up getting divorced. And when that happened, you know, it it was, I think I interpreted it a bit like everything just went away. You know, they sold the big house. They were off to different ventures. My dad really took a, you know, a different perspective on life. Like it was amazing to watch it all unfold over the last 10 years. He's the happiest he's ever, ever been. And, you know, he doesn't have a lot of things that he would place importance on. He really sort of went back to, I don't know if going back to his roots is the best way to say that, but he, you know, would be a person before in the past that would, you know, sort of be like, oh, the person with the most toys wins. And he grew up in an environment where they didn't have much growing up. So I think that drive to accumulate things and show success in, you know, in different ways was appealing because when you don't have something as a child, I think there's a deep need sometimes to create that in your, in your future. You can sort of go one way or the other, right? You either like take on those beliefs and believe everything, or you can completely change them. And I think that that's what my parents really did is they showed that they were able to create all these opportunities. And then it was like, my dad sort of decided that the stress and everything that went along with that wasn't for him anymore. So I think that, you know, at times I interpreted that as it can go away. And so that for me is, I think where that belief sort of stemmed from after hitting this big milestone. And I've had to take some time to really regroup and think about like, what were those things that I took on? Cause it was exactly as all my coaches had explained to me that there will be a point in your business that you will just hit white water. You'll get to a certain point and then your beliefs, like something has to shift in order for you to get to that next level. And so that's something that I am practicing each and every day. And some of the strategies that I've employed is meditation, trying to create that quietness and that space to really understand 
what, what are the exact words I would have to tell myself or believe in order to uphold this belief that everything could go away? What would I need to believe in order to uphold that? And really, really listening for that language, like actually writing it down. That's how much power the words have when you can figure out what they are. Write them down right away. It's super, super important you do that. And then what you want to do based on Dr. Shannon Irvine's research is you then want to write down everything that you're telling yourself. So if, for example, let's say I took this and I wrote down, you know, the money can go away. You've seen how that's happened before. Nothing lasts forever. It's always going to catch up to you. Like whatever these beliefs are that I would need to believe to uphold that everything could go away, right? I'm going to write these all down. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to think about someone that I love. So maybe it's my niece, maybe it's my daughter. You know, I'm going to think about somebody that I really, really love. And I'm going to think about saying it to them, like saying, Coco, what you achieve in life can instantly go away in a second. And it probably will. And I'm going to pretend that I'm going to say this to her, which is going to feel super icky, super ucky. <laughs> like you're not going to want to say that to your, your daughter or your children, right? And what you're going to do is then you're going to write it out. It's actually the practice of writing it that is really important. You're going to write it out and you're going to pretend that you're actually saying it to your daughter, but you're going to change it around. And so it would sound something like, Coco, you can have every opportunity in the world that you want. And as you continue to create value for people, exponentially, that's going to show up in your bank account too, but it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that as that positive energy is spread and the more people you help, the more that that abundance is going to be felt. And you're going to write out exactly what you would tell that person that you love. And then what you're going to do is you're actually going to record it. You're going to record it on, you know, like your phone, like a voice recording app of some sort, and you're going to play it and it needs to be listened to 67 times. So I would suggest listening to it in the morning and at night. And, you know, by the time you write it out and actually say it, it's it's not going to take very long to listen to, but that's what it ultimately takes to change those unconscious beliefs. And that's the crazy part about all of this is they're actually very unconscious, just operating in the background, like they would be in your computer that you don't see. They just kind of come across your screen once in a while. And that is when you need to really, if you want to overcome this, like stop and just listen, don't try to push it away. Just try to observe what is being said because it's in the exact language that you're hearing and that you're telling yourself that there is so much power and so much change that can happen. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. And I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time to listen to this because I think that the mindset stuff for me is ultimately what changed my business the most. It really helped me shift from these are all the reasons this won't work to these are all the reasons it is working. It like living in my future, living in the place that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. And I think that 
if you can get your mindset right and really lean into what you're put on this earth to be doing, really sink into your purpose, like lean into that life story, lean into your sweet spot, lean into your values. You're going to start attracting people that feel the exact same way. That's when abundance shows up. So it's about trusting in the universe and knowing that everything that you want just lies on the other side of believing that it's already there. It's already yours and that, and that you have it and you deserve to have it and that uh, abundance is on your side. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of social selling simplified. And we'll see you back here. We'll see you right back here next time. If you're a health or fitness influencer and you're struggling to find your people online, our done-for-you find-your-people posting plan can help. These social media posting templates, all written by a professional copywriter to inspire curiosity, have been shown to boost engagement as much as 80%. Seriously, that's crazy, but it's true. And you can grab five for free today at ashleyshaw.ca slash FYP posts. Soon you won't have to worry about finding your people because they'll be finding you. Again, the place to grab five of those find your people social posting plan templates for free is ashleyshaw.ca slash FYP posts. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.